This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Thanks, yo. What's up, guys, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Frankie. And I'm Alex. And together, we are FNA Van Life. This is the podcast where every week we bring you news from the nomadic community or interviews with other nomads so that you can know what it's really like to live life on the road. And we're going to be talking with other nomads this week, which I'm really excited about. I feel like it's been a couple weeks since we've had other nomads on the podcast. And it's been a really long time since we had, like, live and in-person nomads <laughs> sitting with us because we've yes. been doing all like zoom calls and things like that yeah yeah well being in canada and not on the road it's just it's a little different you know for us because we've had the baby and now we're we're just kicking it you know so we're trying to figure out ways to be able to make this podcast happen because a baby makes things just a little bit harder so without further ado we would like to introduce you to camp lovesick we have jane and M. And we're really excited to talk to you guys today. Hello! Hi! We're excited to be with you in person with Paco on our laps. Well, I feel like really we're with you guys because we're at your home. That's true. We're at your place. You <laughs> but know. you brought the party. Yeah. <laughs> we brought the baby. We brought the dog. Yeah. But you guys have the bus. Yes. So I think I wouldn't say you're winning. It's not a competition. <laughs> we're just a little ahead in that category, but you're ahead in the baby category. Yeah. Yes. So we're just a trade-off. Yeah, but yeah. you're going to have a baby very soon. Three weeks. Maybe less. <laughs> oh, God, don't say that. It's the unknown error right now. Like, this is the part where you just have no idea what's going to happen. And I, I, we were here, like, four months ago, literally. Mm-hmm. In the same predicament. Yes. In this house, actually. Yes. In this house. Yeah. 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 Alex was, Everly was full in her belly, chilling. It was, you know, it's crazy, though, how you can kind of talk about the situation. Like, we've had the opportunity to talk about our experience with having the baby and, like, what we were expecting compared to what we had happen, you know, and now you guys get this opportunity to, like, kind of see our version of what happened, you know? Mm-hmm. You get to ask as many questions as you want to anybody that you know that have kids, so you yeah. get, like, an idea. But everybody has a different experience doing it, so I'm, like, excited to see what happens for you guys and what that's like. Where, like, how do you guys feel on where you're at when it comes to, you know, the baby about to be born? Um, I don't know if you guys felt the nesting urge, but, like, if I could be drywalling right now whilst doing this podcast, I probably would. (laughs) I feel like it comes in waves or certain times where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be the best mom. This kid is... uh, So privileged. So privileged. (laughs) So lucky. And then other times I'm like, I... I can't do anything. I don't, I don't remember how to make a sandwich. How am I going to raise the child? Okay. The other day, the other day we were doing the dishes and there was a pot that just had water soaking and she just 
turned the pot over like onto the counter and just water went everywhere oh and my. we just looked at each other and she's like I don't know I, I don't know. So I'm a little distracted. I feel like, I feel like uh, maybe I have some pregnancy brain slash also just like my mind is all over the place. So all the blood flow and like the juices are in your belly. You're not like, worrying about No, the it's true. Yeah. The other day too, I was emptying the dishwasher and I put on my oven mitts first. <laughs> That's awesome. It's funny how uh, like mama brain and pregnancy brain is like a real thing. You know, I, I'll never experience that, but I could see Alex having some experience of that. And like hearing you with flipping the pot is just, it doesn't even make sense to me, <laughs> but it's a thing. Sure. I also think that when there's just so much on our brains, like we're trying to build the bus, our goal was to try to finish the bus before, before we have a baby. But then also, you know, we're living in the sixties bungalow that needs some upgrades, has some mm -hmm. holes in the walls. So we're trying to patch those. And then also we're trying to build a nursery and also, and also, and also, and it builds up. And then your just brain is so filled with all these tiny little things that it's hard to, you know, not flip the pots over. All <laughs> yeah. Of a oh, yeah. <laughs> I get it. So let's go back to like how you guys got into the bus life to begin with. So your first rig, why you decided to get it, how that kind of all unfolded. Yeah. So what what year did we start? 2018 is when we bought our first bus. Yeah. We kind of were obsessed with like the idea of tiny homes, that kind of thing. I was just graduating from university um, and it was kind of this like where do we go from here? Like, how do I enter the adult real life world? And so I kind of pitched the idea of like, Jane, what if we learned how to build and we built ourselves a bus? Well, then we built one bookshelf and then we were like, yeah, we got this. So, <laughs> we were like, we got it. We built one bookshelf one time. We know how to do this. So I think uh, after we kind of did that, we just, just, I don't know, decided to go for it. So. And Jane always likes to say she didn't think that it was going to happen until it was like we were like three months into the bus trip like it like she really didn't feel like it was gonna happen like we were handing this guy money and she still feel, felt like it wasn't gonna happen you know so it was kind of a crazy whirlwind at the beginning we just bought a bus off of some guy from Kijiji uh met for him in a uh, people lot. who are not Canadian <laughs> Kijiji is like, like Craigslist it's like Craigslist yeah yeah yeah, yeah. thank you our, I, our American translators yeah and, I had no idea what that was oh, Okay. Yeah, and so just some random guy in a parking lot bought this bus, and then, you know, with our experience of building one shelf uh, one time, and I didn't even let Jane hold the drill because I was like, no, this is too much for you. Uh, we just went into it, bought a few power tools. Um, we actually used a, there was a tool rental library oh, that we cool. used. So we rented most of our tools for free with that library, which was amazing. And just got to working on our bus, except for our very first bus, then went to the mechanic for what ended up being like six weeks. So our whole summer to build the bus, cause I'm a teacher, so I get the summers off. We're like, let's take this full summer to build the bus and then we'll start our trip after next school year. Um, became about 20 days. So we uh, built the full bus in 20 days. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Which is That's crazy wild. now to think, but it was a pretty bare bones bus. Like it had everything we needed and not much more. So like that was kind of, it was perfect for what we needed it to be. 
Um, and uh, yeah, that was the time we had. We didn't have much money. So it was like as much upcycled materials as possible. Like we barely bought anything. And um, we then I worked for the next year and then we went on the road. We hit the road and went out to traveling and it was great. Like we didn't have full plumbing. It was just gravity systems. Uh, we had a compost toilet. We made ourselves. We had one LED light strip. That was the lighting for the whole Luxury. bus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like, so it was super just basic, like what you need to live. And it was Coleman stove that we would uh, unpack and repack every time we had to cook. Yeah, yeah. So this next bus that we're building is definitely a, a step up, but it did prove to us that you don't need as much as you think you do mm -hmm. and um to live we lived in that for nine months we got cut off we would have lived in it longer but we got cut off because of covid so we had to come home but um yeah we we realized like oh you don't need as much as you think you do yeah. um and you can still live a really great life with less stuff and in figuring that out it kind of frees you to new opportunities and we just enjoyed that whole experience and that whole adventure and so we thought let's do it again but with a baby this time yeah. <laughs> well it's cool that that like inexperience to the experience of doing it right had changed your idea on what it was and your perception on what it was and what what you loved about it right and we had a very similar experience in the sense of our first rig having like that coleman stove that <laughs> you had to take out every single time you cooked and you know you start putting in these like things that are more stationary and more like you, you know that you have it there at all times you don't have to break it out and pack it back away but is that kind of taken away from the simplicity of it at the same time definitely taken away from some of the aspects of the simplicity but i think in the end you know now just our stove is worked into the counter like it takes mm -hmm. away the simplicity of the build but not necessarily the simplicity of like the minimalism of what you're living with yeah. you know what i mean so um yeah it's more technical of a build but we've been now building campers um and converting different vehicles for the last four years so we're we've come a long way since that first shelf <laughs> and uh you know we always say thanks to youtube university we were able to figure out how to do it all so um you know yes it takes away the simplicity but more so of the build and less so of like the actual lifestyle mm -hmm. i mean i say that but we're also getting a water heater and a full shower yeah. <laughs> but like i don't think that necessarily it's still very simple compared to like living in a home mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um yeah. and i think too especially getting on the road with a baby just having the things being easy like Makes one sense. step Yes. Like, yes. I need to boil something or cook something or whatever. Mm -hmm. One step. Yes. Turn the yes. thing on. It's on. You're cooking. Yeah. Rather than like five steps. Right. Open the cupboard. Take the thing out. Put it on the counter. Yes. Clear the counter. <laughs> do the Screw on the gas. Like this whole thing. So I don't necessarily. I think it actually makes it more simple in a way. Because mm -hmm. you're like, mm -hmm. okay, I can just turn the faucet and water Fair. comes out. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Fair. And like it definitely makes the build more complicated. But then it's like you're front loading the work. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And that was kind of with our newer bus versus our old one. Our old one, the main downfall that we had was if we wanted to leave a place, it would take at least 15 minutes to pack everything up and then get somewhere new and it would take at least 15 minutes to like 
unlock every cabinet that we had to like individually lock closed and like put the water jug back up and like put all the books that were on the bed back on the shelf so this one we are like really prioritizing like have it good mm -hmm. to go kind of in living mode in mm -hmm. our last bus it was like living mode and driving mode have it always be like they're the same yeah. mode yeah, it's yeah, one yeah. mode exactly. like it just yeah. they all are one and then yeah, exactly so yeah i think kind of going off of both of your points i think it is yeah i agree mm -hmm. it is kind of the more simple way it's just your flat yeah you are really mm -hmm. front loading that work into yeah. creating more of a complex build so you know we built that first bus in 20 days we're what month four into yeah. building this one we're definitely mm -hmm. not done and we were working every single day on it you know so yep. i'm not teaching right now and uh jane's working half days on it so like we're we're full-time building this thing and nice. we're four months deep and we're still not done so clearly we're front-loading that work but it should all pay off so that once we are on the road with our baby it's going to be a simpler cleaner mm -hmm. life that we can just well maybe not cleaner but <laughs> that we can it's just be kind a of lot enjoy. of baby shit <laughs> <laughs> that's why we have the shower yeah, yeah. 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 And, uh, like i will say that when you're building the first rig you know compared to now you're building like probably like your fourth one at this point since you were you were doing the trailers right and the, the i think this is our sixth okay yeah. sixth one yeah right so when you first build the first one and you get in it and you drive away first thing that happens is almost every single cover flies open. oh a thousand percent because <laughs> you didn't realize that you were supposed to put something in like there. a magnet yeah, yeah something and and so like same for us the the second rig that we built we made sure that everything was like literally we just get in the front seat and we drive mm -hmm. you know as long as everything's in the cupboards we would just get in the front seat and drive yeah and so we would have friends that would be packing up their rigs it would take them 25 minutes we're like sitting in the driver's seat like okay we turned on we're the ready when you ready. are yeah <laughs> you know you know so it's a, it's a huge difference in just like you, you do want to make your life as easy as possible. And actually, one of the reasons why we sold our last van and we're building it now, but we're going to have a bus here soon. Um, the reason why we're doing that is because it wasn't built for a family of three with a, with mm -hmm. a, with a newborn mm -hmm. involved. Exactly. Know? So we'd have to rip out our whole last build in order to build it out mm -hmm. properly for all three of us. Mm -hmm. You know, So I think the intention now is much stronger because you have a family on the way. So you know exactly how you want to build it and how you want to make things a lot easier for yourselves when you're on the road. Mm -hmm. That's true. Definitely. To some extent, although I feel like you guys have an advantage because you already have a baby and you're doing the build. Whereas even for us we're still kind of guessing and being yeah. like, I think it'll be convenient to have a change table here. But like, yeah, I haven't changed a diaper in 12 years. Like who knows? Maybe this is like way too high or too short or something. So it's yeah. like, there's still a lot of guessing with the, we're building with the intention of a baby, but not mm. having a baby is, uh, yeah. For even for an example, like we had to figure out where we were. Cause when you build a bus, you have to rip out all of the seats, right? So mm. that you can redo the flooring, you can insulate it and do this whole thing. So then you're going to add a seat back in so that you can have a car seat. I recommend it if you're not considering oh, that. We <laughs> no, I knew you guys did. <laughs> and so once you're adding that seat back in, then you have to figure, well, where does that seat go? So then we're trying 
trying to figure out one, how big is a baby? And then two, how big is a car seat and how much space does it need? So we're just like Googling things because we don't actually have a car seat. We don't actually have the baby, but it's all going to happen soon. But we have to kind of predetermine some of those things that we can't just go and measure ourselves um, so that we can move forward on the build and just hope that we made the right choices based on our Googled answers. You know what I mean? So that definitely puts it at a bit of a deficit, but with that deficit comes the massive perk of the extra energy we have right now to build this bus because we don't have a baby. Yeah, for sure. There's definitely a give and take in that. I thought that we would have more time like once the baby came and was here because it was like... There was like probably the last month or so we were kind of lollygagging a little bit because Alex was extremely pregnant at that point and just I couldn't do much and then Frank was sympathy not I was sympathy yes (laughs) oh I feel that which I don't mind I mean we spent a lot of time like watching nice TV shows or going on walks yeah rubbing her feet enjoying the last bits of summer you know yeah yeah we were like hey when she's here we'll just you know get back to it (laughs) and uh, that was uh, (laughs) the wrong thought process on my part but, you know, it, I, I kind of figured that I would have time to be at the build and work while maybe Alex was, like, taking a nap with the baby, which never happens. Because, uh, <laughs> like, like, they say you sleep with your baby. Like, you know, yeah, sleep when the baby sleep, sleeps. But that doesn't happen. Yeah. You know? Well, sometimes the baby only sleeps for, like, ten minutes, and then she's up again, and you're like, well, that was a great nap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I barely had time to pee, and now yeah. we're right back at it. And I also say it's great having, like, four hands to do things on the build where when the baby comes two of those hands are dedicated to the baby a Mm -hmm. lot of the time Mm -hmm. so you know you don't have the four hands as much yeah i mean it doubles the workload right there right Mm -hmm. so it's yeah for sure yeah Yeah. and i i will say that like having the change table in the bus is going to be great but I will say also that you could change a baby anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, as, as long as you have some type of pad to put down, so just in case they wee or poo, then, yeah, you know, you're not getting it on stuff. But having that change spot dedication is going to be great. Yeah. But then also, like, thinking ahead, like, can that become a standing desk? Or can yeah. that become, you right. know, like, mm-hmm. what could it double as mm-hmm. when you're not changing diapers? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think the one thing that I would think about for this build, having the baby, is since we use cloth diapers, we're going to need a place to put those dirty cloth diapers. So definitely having some type of, like, dual laundry chute, one for, like, the baby's Mm. dirty diapers and one for, like, clothes, whether it's the baby's or ours, it doesn't matter. But that one will be much bigger, and then, like, the chute for the... Cloth the diapers, poop yeah, the poop shoot <laughs> per se. Uh, we that's something to think about. Having like a little spot where your wipes could be, yeah, and like you know maybe just having some things kind of particularly laid out will help in the future. Like, oh, okay, I know this stuff is right here. Always. Yeah, and I'll, another thing that was important to us too was kind of future proofing it in a way that, like, we if we can, you know, we never know with fertility, but if we can, we would like to have another uh, another kid. Mm-hmm. And so, if we do have two kids, do we then have to sell this bus and build another bus? Mm-hmm. But now we're building another bus while having two kids. Like, if I'm scared about finishing this bus when we have one newborn baby, how am I going to do it with a toddler and a newborn baby? Right. So yeah. we're kind of like, let's try to if. We we can make this bus be something that will work for two kids. So we really try to build this bus in a way that yes, is really built for this next chapter, but hopefully is built for the next two chapters in a way. Mm. I love that. Super yeah. for foresight is that the book yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's it you got it i'm still working on my baby brain yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. now i have like 
like newborn brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're killing the it. brain definitely changes too because like now Alex has more worries, I feel like, than ever mm. before. You know, mm-hmm. that's one one thing. Like, we were talking about the trip that we're going to go on. We're going to be going to Schoolie Palooza. So if you guys are going to be there, let us know. Maybe we can meet up at Schoolie. Uh, but, like, one of the things that is a huge concern is, like, is the rig that we're going to be taking there going to be set up to where we could have our baby in it? You know? Yeah. Well, because it's not – it's going to be, like, a rental kind yeah. of. So then it's, like – like I was saying, like, do we have all the things that we need? Do I have to bring all the things? What it, like so then my brain just like starts listing all these things that like have to happen and whatever. And even just to like come to your house tonight, it's like there's so mm-hmm. much more stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like okay, is she gonna have somewhere that she needs to like lay down to like take a nap or can we change her? And do we have the bag for that? Do we have the diapers? Do we have the wipes? Do we have the car seat? Do we have the blanket? Do we have the if we need to swaddle her because we're gonna be there kind of late? Like do we have somewhere for her to sleep? And the, it just is like. Goes and goes. Goes and goes and goes and goes. And so, like... And her mind is working faster than how quick she was talking. (laughs) (laughs) Surprisingly. Yeah. And then Frank's like, you were a little bit hectic. And I'm like, I felt like I was pretty cool. I was like, I'm going to record you next time on us leaving the house. Just so you can see how frantic you look. I will say I love that about van life, though. Like... You have everything with yes. you all yes. the time. And yes. I think that that and having a baby goes so well together. Yeah. Yes. Because when you, you know, you're just coming over to our house for dinner. Yeah, you have to genuinely pack for this adventure of the, for the evening. Whereas you're just driving your van. You're going over to someone else's van for dinner. You're just leaving your van and going right. to theirs like mm-hmm. five steps away. Yeah. You yeah. never forget anything. So you'll have Rich. the binkies. You'll have the extra diapers. You'll have everything with you. And I yeah. think that that goes hand in hand with like being so much easier with a baby so yeah. looking ahead to when this van or this bus is done i always say van I'm yeah like, no, no. van is stuck in my head <laughs> you'll get there so when you're done with the bus what is like your goal what's the plan what do you want to do well it's very nice to see you guys out and about with your you know almost three month old because that's about the time that we're hoping to hit the road mm-hmm. um i mean the bus isn't done and we're three weeks away from having this baby so you know who I mean, knows you built your last van in 20 days <laughs> yeah, yeah i know you really think i should be able to slap on some trim in the next 20 but uh yeah we'll see we'll see how it all shakes out in the end but i think our goal if everything goes well is to leave when uh our baby's about three months old three Three, three, four. three to five. Okay, three Ooh, to five. Yeah. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. Give us a range. You've got, you got the warrior here and the more, uh, more, the more adventurous. <laughs> uh, like, where, we got it. We'll leave now. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get birth on the road. Uh, no, we'll so, be in a tub somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so that's kind of the plan. And then um, when we first went in our bus, we kind of did a clockwise tour of North America, kind of of the borders. So um, mainly, well, just Canada and the States. Mm-hmm. We didn't dip into Mexico or anything but uh, we once we got kind of so we live in Ontario we went east to Nova Scotia then dropped down the east coast all the way to Florida and then we went headed west actually for Palooza to Arizona um, kind of saw all that and then that's when COVID hit and that's when they closed the borders and they made everyone from out of the country come back into the country. And then they told us that you have to go back to the province that you're from, et cetera, et cetera. So we kind of got stuck and came back. So a big part of this next adventure of our next bus is kind of picking up where we left off. So um, just so that we don't, you know, 
redo so much of what we just have done, but, but we kind of finish all of the pieces that we feel like need to be finished. Like there's always pieces of our heart that are just like still in some of these states that honestly are like fine states, but mm-hmm. like for us, they're like amazing states that we must go see because mm-hmm. they're just like our piece of us was left there when we had to come back. So that's kind of where he- we're planning on heading uh, west from from Ontario. So heading west to BC, spending the summer there, and then as it gets into fall, kind of heading south, um, and then uh, being kind of in the south area, Utah, Arizona, Nevada, that kind of thing, like southwest. Mm-hmm. By about next winter. So our thought is to leave maybe May, maybe June, and then do like a nine-ish month trip. Yeah, another nine-ish month trip. Essentially, it's for the rest of our parental leave, our our mat leave, which maybe you need to explain for Americans too. I don't know. Just like Kijiji, we don't have (laughs) maternity leave in America. (laughs) Just kidding. But so... You, do you get a full year? Yeah, so I'm taking the full year just because um, Jane's self-employed, so she doesn't pay into it. But oh, okay, I, cool. being a teacher, I uh, my paycheck just comes and pays into it naturally. So I'm taking um, the full parental leave. I, I don't call it mat leave. Maternity leave is what it's normally called. Yeah. Um, but that's only just because I'm not the pregnant person. So that mm-hmm. can kind of get confusing for people when I'm talking to them on the phone. But it's the same thing. Um, and then we'll hopefully uh, rent out our house that you're currently sitting in. Mm-hmm. And when we're uh, out on the road and then those two things together, we'll be able to fund our whole trip. Mm-hmm. So hopefully it should all just work out. So it's going to be more of like a general question yeah. because of the audience that might be listening I feel like uh, as a you know traveler I kind of feel like I might know the answer to this but like how do you feel about traveling with a baby do you think it's a suitable lifestyle even for the baby yeah I mean you have everything with you at all times so that's perfect um I think it's a really great lifestyle. I, I like. I can just picture it going well. I, we don't have a baby yet, so who knows? Maybe I'll be like cursing past me in about a year from now. But I think you know, so much of the travel we like to do in the bus is is nature focused, is being outside, going on walks, like listening to the water and seeing the trees and doing all that. And those, that's things that really calms kids and kids mm-hmm. like being outside um so it's not like we're gonna just be sitting in the bus mm-hmm. like not leaving i mean we will have those days i'm sure when it's cold and rainy and we're tired but um i think that that kind of travel like i think works well and i think too it's about expectations like in our first bus trip we had all these places that we wanted to see like i have to get to the grand canyon i have to see this national park do all of this Gotta stuff go to san francisco whereas and- this um bus trip we're really trying to set up our expectations of like we are going to be new parents and if we happen to see some beautiful nature like fantastic yeah. if we spend two weeks by this lake because we're tired and that's all we can manage then that's fine mm-hmm. and really making the trip be about being together being in nature and not really caring about what that nature is and just like slowing the pace and having it be having it be what we need it to mm-hmm. be and I think it's like you know we've mentioned like it's going to be hard to be a parent anywhere yeah. so why not be in front of a pretty mountain you know what I mean like if we need to just camp out somewhere and not move then we camp out and not move that's the beauty of van life you don't really have to plan like you can just act 
act and be where you need to be and move when you need to move and stay when you need to stay. So, you know, especially when you're camping on like BLM and, and, you know, these free spots, you don't really need to book anything. So Mm -hmm. you can just fly by the seat of your pants. And that seems to be an appropriate thing as new parents. Cause you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what your baby's going to need until they need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like too, like with my plethora of experience of three months having a child <laughs> more than uh, us, um, yeah, we're experts. <laughs> <laughs> some days are really good. And then some days are really hard, you know, and it's like, you never know when that's going to happen. And it might just be like, you're really tired and so like the baby might be being the same but like you're taking it a lot harder or like they're having a fussy moment or like they're going through one of their leaps Mm -hmm. and like you know whatever so I think the flexibility of van life in that sense Mm -hmm. is really good because when people think of traveling it's like you pack a suitcase you go somewhere you have a week or two and then you Mm -hmm. come back and there's all these expectations Mm -hmm. of like what you're gonna do while you're there and like everything you have to get done and blah 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 Whereas, like, in a van, like you said, if it's, like, if the baby's having a hard day, if you're having a hard day, if you just stay exactly where you are. There's no guilt and there's no, like, oh, I wasted all this money on this whatever, you exactly. know. You could literally just be, like, we're just going to sit here and figure it out. Yeah. You know? And I would even talk about stability in a sense, right? And, and I know a lot of people out there, like, oh, a baby needs stability. Realistically, mm-hmm. a baby needs stable parents. Mm-hmm. You know, they need parents that are going to be there for that baby. And no matter what it is, just, you know, uh, whether it's a diaper change or just to cuddle or whatever, you know, the baby wants to experience new things and see new things and smell new stuff mm-hmm. and feel new textures and be involved in all the different stuff. So as long as you can give the baby stability in the place where you're living, whether that's a van or a house or whatever, the stability comes from the parents. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, it also comes from like the routines that you yeah. set up and that doesn't yeah. change depending on where you are. And the other thing about, you know, van life that's so good is when you're having everything with you, like they can nap, they can do whatever they need to do in that moment because your whole home is with you. And at the end of the day, yes, your location has changed, but you close those curtains and you're in your home. Like it doesn't feel like you've moved, right? Right. Because you're, you, you put out your blackout blinds and every single night it feels like routine, Mm -hmm. even though you're at a totally different, in a totally different state Mm -hmm. on totally different mountains Mm -hmm. doing whatever. It's like at the end of the day, you're ready to go to bed, it feels exactly the same. And that is very stable, you know? I think that's so, what I like about van life in general. Versus hotels, yeah, going to a different yeah. hotel every night. Yeah. Like, that does sound exhausting. Well, yeah. having to eat out every night because you don't have the utensils to cook or, the, like, the cooking space to you're cook. You're having exactly. your favorite breakfast every morning because it's just, you have it, you have it in your kitchen. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, I never really loved the idea of, like, backpacking, backpacking and, like, <laughs> hostel living and things mm-hmm. like that. Like, I, you know, it's, like, kind of exciting and, you know, whatever. But, like, the thing that I love about traveling in the van is that you do have everything. Like, it's your same bedding. It's your same pillow. It's your, you know, the way that you make your coffee in the morning is, like, there. Yeah. You know? Every, like, it sounds kind of boring because it's, like, <laughs> you know, everyone's, like, oh, living in a van is so, like, outrageous. And it's, like... No, I just, like, take my house with me everywhere. I just don't like to leave my house so much that I have to bring it everywhere I go. It's an introvert's dream, really. It's like the introvert-extrovert, the one who wants to stay at home but also loves nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to get outside and see beautiful shit, but I also don't want to be bothered. Yeah, Yeah. my home needs to be five feet away from me at all times. 
and I'll talk to people when I want to, all right? <laughs> yeah, no, it really is. It, I, I miss it so much, honestly. Like, yeah. Like, you know, just being here in Canada and, and where we live in the county is such a beautiful place. It's beautiful know? here, for sure. It's gorgeous, and, and I have no complaints about that, but there's just something different about being on the road and seeing different places and waking up to something new once a week or once every month, it, mm-hmm. depending on how fast you're moving. There's just this really simple but lovely thing about it, in my opinion. Um, and I, I do love the fact of just always having the things with me at all times in such a small space. Because mm-hmm. right now we're staying in a fairly big house. You know, Alex's parents' house is where we're at. And the house is a good size. It feels smaller than what it is. But also at the same time, it almost feels too big. Yeah. Because sure. like, there's just too many rooms or like too many places for things to be. And yeah. so you kind of get like things go everywhere. And then you don't know where they are. You know, like, I feel like it's very easy for (laughs) things to get misplaced in such a big house where in the van, it's like, oh, that's right there. Well, everything has a home in a van because it has to, right? Like, in vans, like, everything has to have a purpose and everything has to have a home or else it's chaos. So, you know, you know, you will know where the binky is because the binky has its own little cup. Like, whereas in a house, like, I don't know, like, I lost my phone earlier and I left it on a brad nailer in a room. Like, but I don't know that. Whereas in the van, it's just like, oh, no, because this is where that goes every single time you're gonna not use it Mm -hmm. and you have to do that because the space isn't big Mm -hmm. so everything every single square inch has to be thought of in some sort of way even if that inch is just to give space it has to everything has intention in a van Mm -hmm. and if you need to clean sweeping takes like one second (laughs) all of a sudden immaculate house yeah it does your bus or van does get messy very quick like you have like four shirts on the ground you're like it's chaos in here but then it's also only four shirts to put away so like within Mm -hmm. 10 seconds it's like oh it's clean again never mind like we're okay no that is very good so you mentioned earlier you're on your sixth rig yeah can we like go through that evolution because yeah it feels like a lot okay so uh we don't count this as a rig but just to give the evolution of building we have our book then we did our bus so we that's literally the second thing we built was a full schoolie <laughs> after a bookshelf and then after covid brought us back um we realized we wouldn't be able to travel as we thought we could uh we had to stay home i had to take care of my dad he was working in the hospitals at the time helping people with covid etc um so someone had to be looking after him as he was looking after other people kind of thing and so we moved into their garage and we were like okay we can't go back to work because we had already taken leave off of both of our jobs so what are we gonna do now like are we seriously gonna spend like we wanted to be out there so bad you talk about missing it like we missed it like no one uh, more in the world in that moment because we just so badly wanted to get back out but that wasn't the world that we were in at that time so we said are we seriously gonna use all of our savings just to sit in a garage and like bake pasta bake pasta (laughs) clearly i'm not the cook uh you can bake pasta okay okay clearly i'm definitely not the cook because i didn't even know that and like for my dad like that seems so sad because last week we were in the mountains in utah and it was like such life you know what i mean so then we kind of said okay you know what like we really loved building we went and saw so many people's rigs so many tiny homes we lived in this rig for nine months we feel like we could do so much 
better. And we feel like we have kind of in a way become tiny home experts in figuring out like what would be, what do people truly need to get out there and adventure? And so we're like, let's take the rest of our money and spend it on another rig but it with the purpose of selling it. So kind of leveraging that money, investing it into what could be more money down the road. Um, but then really more than, you know, a business move and a financial move, it was just a way of keeping our brains busy because we were all in lockdown and no, no one could talk to anyone or do anything. So that was kind of our first rig after our bus. We built this camper. It took us, what, six months? Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Four. Okay, four months. I'm, I'm not the memory person, but Jane has baby brain, so I'm trying to help her out. <laughs> we've really slowed down on the builds. You'd think like we'd become faster at them, but we've really slowed yeah, we've down gotten more we... meticulous, I think. But uh, so yeah, so yeah, maybe it's four months. Was it like a travel trailer? Yeah, it was, it was a tow yeah. behind travel trailer. Um, we are not mechanic people. Like you guys got your whole like you can just do it. You know what I mean? And I'm sure we could become those people. Like I really yeah, think that could. that's what bus life van life has taught me is like you know we would be out on the road and so many people would be like oh i wish i could do this i'm like you can like you literally can you just have to decide you want to it's just that we've decided we don't want to (laughs) (laughs) kudos to you because believe me it's a pain in the ass a lot of the times it's great to know but um yeah if i didn't have to do it i wouldn't yeah yeah yeah. I, i think it just very much the mechanic side of us doesn't interest us whereas like the design building like that part really is exciting for us so it's following your passion kind of thing so Mm -hmm. yeah we did that trailer we sold that then then we moved to to the county yeah Yeah. edward county um and bought a trailer when we moved in with my with my brother we built it out at his house were you living in it or Um, you were living in the house we were living living in the house. house um and we worked on that did you still have the bus we did still have the bus, yeah. and we were renting it out, or yeah, yeah, slash. We were just renting it. I think we just onto it. We didn't know what we wanted to do with it yet, so mm-hmm. we just had it. Yeah. <laughs> and then we sold that camper. Yeah. And then we sold the bus because yeah. we realized, okay, well, what we know is one, we could build a way better bus now, and then two, we just this, regardless, this isn't the bus we need for the future, and paying insurance every month for something you're not using just felt wasteful. So, um, yeah, so we sold the bus, sold our second camper, bought a third camper at that time. No, then, oh, I think for your sixth free, you're also including a oh, yeah. Nissan, <laughs> small hatchback that we built out. But we did go on, like, a three-week-long trip in 
in we live in this Nissan. This thing is like the smallest hatchback that probably exists. Like the interior like f square footage of it is so tiny that we could not lay down and we are not tall people. Like this is a podcast. People picture the smallest people you can picture. Yeah. That is us. We are a little bit larger. We are yeah. smaller than the smallest people. <laughs> we are small doubles of size human beings. We are about one <laughs> foot tall, and this thing was too <laughs> small for us. <laughs> no, we're about the same size as our baby. Do picture that. Just think right now. One feet tall. Four babies are sitting here talking. <laughs> we are the size of Everly, and and it was too small for us it was crazy we, we mainly ended up using our tent and sleeping outside because it was we could the only way to sleep was to put one of your legs on the one side of the headrest and your other leg on the other <laughs> to kind of get into the square footage yes. of the front cab because that was the only way to stretch out or else you just had to be like in a little s shape it was crazy so i don't know if i would really consider that one of our rigs yeah i count it I count it because why not? In the bookshelf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah the bookshelf. <laughs> are Wait, uh, on the bookshelf was the check engine light on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so then we got our Nissan, and then we got another camper. No, we then we did our minivan. Oh my gosh, Jane should be telling this story. Then we got a minivan, and we renovated that. That does count as a build because that's fully self-contained for yeah. sure. Um, With and a solar panel and. Uh, stove and yeah. plumbing. It, honestly, it is like better than our first bus. The a minivan. It is smaller more. than our first bus, but definitely more high tech than our first yeah. bus. Like that's when we're talking about simplicity. Like we at least have plumbing in the minivan. On our first bus, we just had gravity water systems. Like yeah, yeah. so, uh, yeah. So we had yeah a toilet in the minivan. Oh yeah. Um, we have a convertible bed that turns into two couches, so you kind of have like living mode and then sleeping mode. It's sweet and it's for sale. <laughs> it actually, it actually is. Yeah, I was okay. gonna turn that into a funny plug but yeah. it actually it actually is and uh but it also is our primary vehicle right now so we're not like so super so we're not super jumping at it because we will be installing the car seat in it tomorrow so we cannot sell it until at least we get this baby home and yeah. then then we can sell it in an hour and we'll just walk everywhere so like anywhere from now to three weeks from now it will be and then uh and then we got like another a daily camper. driver uh, we have a second car. It's just oh, okay. it's just a piece of junk. It's but the, it's it is the hatchback. Nissan. It's the hatchback. We still have the hatchback. Oh, okay. And so, anyways, so that we we don't realize we don't need a minivan. The, the thing is sweet. We love the minivan, but we we're actually intending on using the mini like we built it so that there was a third seat that pops up so we could have the car seat mm -hmm. so that we could travel in it with the baby but then when we kind of thought about well actually we traveled in it this summer we went to Colorado and Utah for uh four or five, five weeks, weeks and uh it was great in the minivan. It was super fun. I loved how fuel efficient it was. It really mm. didn't feel wasteful to drive. So like in comparison to a school bus, bus very yeah. fuel efficient. So I uh, loved that. It felt like you didn't have any guilt driving anywhere. Yeah. It was just so nice. But then we pictured like that with a baby and we're like, absolutely not. <laughs> like yeah. you need to at least be able to stand up. Like we have to stand up with a baby to rock them. Like we can't just be on our knees at all times. Yeah. So, uh, so then we said, okay, let's sell the minivan. Um, 
we did another camper, sold that, and then we bought our school bus. So that kind of brings us to now. So we definitely have designed and redone a lot of things since our first bus, and we're bringing all that learning to this build, which is why we're four months deep and kind of nowhere near being done. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, you know, you learn more and then you want to do more and your standards go higher and higher and higher and your details get more and more and more extreme. So um, I'm pretty excited about it. It should be a really sweet build, but uh, we'll see when we finish it. <laughs> yeah, we're excited to see it too as well. And it will probably be, we're definitely going to see it done before we're done with our bus. So probably oh, I hope, dear God. <laughs> I mean, if it's not done before we're done with ours, we went really fast and you took very long. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that would be sad. Yeah, it would be cool to, to get to see it and see what you guys thought of in the general sense of like, where you have the baby set up and where you have all your things, like where, you, you know, and maybe we'll be able to grab some inspiration from that as well. Because sure. we love looking at other rigs. One of the big reasons why when we were on the road and we started doing van tours was because it was like, hey, we have an opportunity to see like all these different other vans and buses and make videos of it. And then we could say, oh, you know what? I decided I want to take the best things from the best rigs, you know, Mm -hmm. and that I'm going to implement it into my next rig. Exactly. I think that's what we kind of really did with this last bus is like our very first one. We were like, we want it. It's such a small space. It's like buses are like the biggest van life you could get, you know? Mm. I mean, we still have a short bus. All of these are short buses. This full length is really the biggest you can get. But yeah, yeah. But like you're feeling guilty driving your feet. Yeah, yeah, seriously. And, but like we... We're like, if this is such a small space, you know, we need it to feel open. So we will only want it to be kind of one room so that there's no walls. Whereas this is like, no, we know that this isn't a small space in comparison to other vans. And we want this actually to be divided up into areas so that mm-hmm. we feel like we can exist in different parts of it during different parts of the day mm-hmm. to help with routine. And then also we want to have some places to kind of like soften the noise a little bit when the ba- there's a baby crying and we're just trying to fall asleep or mm-hmm. whatever it needs to be. So, uh, you know, a lot your expectations change the more rigs you see. Mm-hmm. and um, But you pull from all of those and you get exciting ideas and that's what makes doing another build so exciting because mm-hmm. you have new ideas to pull from yeah i feel like it's exciting and also like exhausting yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> like building a van is equal parts like it's so fun when like your idea comes together and, yes like, the vision that you have that you scribbled on a piece of paper is now like a thing in real life that you can sit on or yeah. date it that's cool. like mm-hmm. it's such cool. a cool feeling to like yes. be like i mm. did that yeah. Especially when you're not a trained builder. You're yeah. like, yeah. I'm just some person. Yeah. And I like looked up how to use saw. And yeah. then now I'm, you not only know how to use the saw, turn it on and off, oh, wow. but <laughs> very fancy. But like, I actually built this cool thing that works and looks nice. Like, yeah. you feel so empowered. One of my favorite feelings in the world is laying in the back of a finished build, like in the bed and just looking into the build and going, holy shit, we did this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's just like, that's probably the coolest feeling, you know, other than having a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Best day of my life. As he's currently holding his baby. (laughs) She's sleeping in my arms right now. But but yeah, it's just one of those beautiful moments that you get to like really appreciate like the labor that you put in, you know, to making this beautiful thing happen. And it sounds like I'm talking about (laughs) labor, but I'm also talking about our van. (laughs) And it is cool too. I think because our last 
major builds were all renovating campers and changing campers it's super fun to like go back into a blank space Mm -hmm. of like in campers it's like okay well the bathroom is already here the kitchen is already here it's been great to be like i have so much freedom which can be overwhelming to be like i could i could put the kitchen in the driver's seat i could do anything i want to so much power on the roof like i want the faucet in the engine change the game for sure like to go from camp i feel like we really built our skills in the campers like our actual physical carpentry skills by doing all of these campers mm-hmm. but we also always had frameworks to work off of like we did rip a lot of them pretty like down in a lot of areas yeah. but we tried to reuse as much of it as we could and like that was one of the reasons why we really loved it one was for like the interior design part we really enjoy but two it's like to try to save these things from going to the landfill and make Mm -hmm. them have like this new exciting adventure and enable people to go out on these adventures with this new thing. But we kind of honed in on the skills and now we get to actually see them come to life by building something from scratch again. I feel like not for nothing, the camper flip requires more skill. Yes, which you know now. We did not know what we were getting ourselves into. We should have had this conversation (laughs) six months ago. The moment Jane said... When you have that blank space and you can do whatever you want in it, I was just daydreaming about the, <laughs> about the bus because, like, trying to work around what's already in something yeah. and not being able to reconfigure it to what you want is so frustrating. Yeah. And not only frustrating, but then you're also working with materials that you might not even want to work with, mm-hmm. you know. And, and the mistakes that were already there from not you, right? There's a like, lot of them. the amount of times we bought a camper and they're like, the people who are selling to us are like, well, we painted all the walls, so you don't need to do that. And I'm like, honestly, yes, because now I'm going to have to rip out the walls because you probably did it wrong. And if we're selling something as a product for other people, we need to ensure that it's done in a proper way. Yeah, and so I'm like, why did you paint it? Are you hiding like <laughs> yes. water marks? And like, <laughs> which meat? mostly they are. Yeah, yeah exactly. paint. You're like, oh no. <laughs> exactly. I just put lipstick on a pig and selling it to you. Well, I feel like that's kind of how we got into our situation was that they had done like a mini flip and I was like wow like you're thinking about how like you would have done it Mm -hmm. and so like you're looking at it and you're like this is pretty good and like it's gonna Mm -hmm. be really easy we're just gonna change this one or two little things and like that'll be that months later months later like you turn on the plumbing and it's leaking everywhere and then you turn on you know like everything just was like you know you uncover one thing and you find five more that need to be like Mm rejigged so I think we're finally getting to the point where we're like we fixed all the major things, like things are kind of like coming together, but again, it's, you're working with somebody else's mistakes, somebody else, th- like 38 years of somebody else's mm-hmm. yeah. problems. And quick fixes versus actually yeah. doing it properly. Yeah. I feel like you dr- really grow in your skills to be able to figure out how to problem solve. Like yeah. it's not even that you're just problem solving, you're having, like having to figure out like, okay, what is even the problem here and then how do I solve it right and like that's you're practicing that so much in camper flipping and I feel like one of the biggest problems with it is like you're like oh I think I'm pretty close to done and then you flip something else open and you're like oh that looks like shit I gotta fix it and then (laughs) you pull that apart and you find five more issues in there and you're like oh man why did I even open up this bag this can of worms but you have to but then you feel like if you didn't do it then it still existed you just didn't know about it right so it's like you almost like wish you just never learned about it but obviously you know that you need to fix it because if you're gonna sell it like you want it to be right and I'll give you a quick example 
example. Uh, we decided we oh. decided to <laughs> open up a wall because we were like, oh, what are they hiding here? It looks like there could be water damage, you know, on the wood here. Yeah. And sure enough, I opened it up and there was water damage on the wood that frames the window and down. And so we had to rip out the whole wall, take out all the windows, Mm -hmm. every single window on the camper van and reseal every single window on the camper van just recently because of the issue with the one window, we wanted to make sure that we redid all of them. Well, and now one is getting check. a new window. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so, you know, that's it. We hopefully are getting this window tomorrow. And could it be you working? You sounded so sad like you were about to cry. <laughs> well, we might. got this window tomorrow. Well, because it's the window in the back, we took it off. And since it's so old, the seal that actually is on the window itself. Like, like the, the, glass the glass and the rubber. Is leaking in and leaking into the rig God. which means then that could damage the wood over time that we just recently well put and then we yeah. don't want to build that area until the window no. is fixed because we want to make sure that it's not leaking because like why are we going to spend our money on new wood and new products oh, yeah. and all this stuff put it in there and then the window's still leaking oh exactly mm-hmm. so it's like you know you got to reverse engineer everything we've, we've had that before in a couple campers back like one of the middle ones that we did we essentially were finished and then uh and had listed it for sale mm-hmm. and then uh literally that night there was a huge storm mm-hmm. and we don't know if it was like the direction of, of the, the wind yeah. or like what but this new leak formed and it like ruined our whole ceiling yeah. stained our couch and we're about to show this camper to like seven people yeah. and we're like one, like, we we will fix it before we sell it for sure, but we just need to put lipstick on that pig right now because yeah, yeah. we don't want people to feel sketched out that, yeah. like, wait, but you said it was new. Why is there a stain on the couch and a leak in the ceiling? <laughs> but we're showing it in four hours, so... So we ended up just, like, I cleaned the couch... It stopped raining. It didn't really damage the paint. So it was just like, it was fine. And we just kind of breezed past it. And then knowing that, you know, it always takes about a week for a sale to go through anyway. And that's yeah. all we needed to fix the problem. Yeah. So, but it was like, it was stressful to get to the point where it's actually finished now. And now it's leaking. Like, you know, versus with the bus, we leak proof that thing before we even started and then we're testing it with a hose we're leaving oh there's some storms going like let's bring it outside so we can see and we're standing in there as it's pouring rain and we're like we're ensuring that there is not that problem before we even start Mm -hmm. so you haven't invested any time Mm -hmm. no money like into it Mm -hmm. and you can make sure you actually have that clean slate Mm -hmm. so that's a more peace of mind that way i'll even say that's one of the hard things about building in canada too like once the winter hits, it's oh, like yeah. you can't even leak test anything. No, yeah. freeze. Because it's, yeah, yeah, everything's gonna freeze if you try to. So it's like, especially if you're getting a bus, right? You have all those windows that have been there for many years, yeah. and a lot of them are leaking. <laughs> the so, emergency hatch for sure. Yeah, that is really leaky. You guys have to like peel out all the caulking and like there's like foam padding yeah. underneath of it you gotta really go to town on that because our very first bus it leaked and leaked and leaked before we figured out like truly where it was coming that from that whole thing's coming out and the skylight's going in. oh yeah Thanks. nice dreamer oh, look yeah. at you or like a, a fan or something's going in place of that nice. yeah for you sure because I, I just don't see the need yeah. we liked it because we liked it as a way to 
access our roof yeah. to like go watch the sunset the and do that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, the skylight hatch. Yes. Oh yeah, that's true. But I will say we didn't have any fans in our first one, so that's mm-hmm. why it was super useful because that was like our vent. Yeah. But this this bus, you know, talk about upgrades. We have two uh, fans, Woo. roof ceiling ceiling vent <laughs> fans nice. this time, so we can kind of have one going in, one going out to really do the circulation. So we're definitely adding much more into this bus than what we had in our first. And, and rightfully so, and that's why it takes so much longer, and you're going to have, like, a really lovely place to live with your family, and as exactly. your family grows, you've put the time and effort into it to allow it to be a place where you could love to live in with your family. Exactly, and I think, too, it feels like a little less scary to invest this much time and this much money into something now because I know it can sell because mm-hmm. we've already sold, you know, four rigs. Yeah. So, or yeah, four rigs. So it, now that I know that they can sell, I know that I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I know that our work is solid and it will hold up. I know that our ideas are good and our design is good. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well now I can do something for myself. We can enjoy it for however long we can enjoy it. And I know I'll get that money back when I sell mm-hmm. it eventually. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, I know like, uh, you know, people always, uh, my colleagues and stuff are like, what are you doing? You don't have the baby yet. You're not teaching. Like, I'm like, well, I'm building a bus. And they're like, oh, like, are you getting paid to do that? I'm like, yes, just in like six years from now. (laughs) Like, I'll see the money. It's like a long-term investment, but it's more than just the money because it provides this life that we're so excited to Mm -hmm. experience and to live. And um, we are planning on holding onto the bus for a few years, you know, hopefully get lost of adventure out of it. So um, yeah, we're really excited for this next chapter for sure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think the nice thing too about being able to flip the vans is that you get to live in it and like, yeah, you put all the money. It's like, again, you're front loading, right? Mm -hmm. So you're putting all the time and the money and the energy into building the van and like bus, building the bus and putting all your care into it now and money. But then like when we sold Olive, which is the one that we lived in the longest, we were in Olive for over two years. We basically got all of our money back, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think, you know, that's the difference between building it yourself and paying somebody else to build it because Mm -hmm. it is a pain in the butt Mm -hmm. to build your own van and the time. And I will say, if you don't like building them, you can always buy them from us or them. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing, you're paying the premium because somebody else put the time and oh, energy for sure. and whatever. Mm-hmm. And it is a lot of it both is. those things. It's yeah. a lot of time. It's a lot of energy. It's a lot of money. But... It, you get so much more of that back mm-hmm. in value in terms mm-hmm. of the life that you're going to gain mm-hmm. from this mm-hmm. that for us it's totally worth it because we enjoy those things if you didn't enjoy it 100% buy it from somebody who is who does yeah. <laughs> you know fuel their passion like every time somebody buys from us I'm like excited not just for the life that they get to have but I'm like thank you for allowing us to live this life where we yep. can build things and people will buy them because right. I enjoy being in the workshop I enjoy 
just like you said, sketching a design on paper. And at the end of the day, it's done, especially when I was teaching and I would just sketch that on the paper, come back from teaching and it was done because Jane did it. That was the best. Yeah. You know? But seriously, it was, it's like, there's so much joy that you can get from that of like that feeling of pride from truly making something from your own mind that like, I think in that many ways it's priceless just for that aspect, mm -hmm. but then you not just only made it, but it's like this functional thing you can use and it's like fueling a whole new life for you. Like that's mm -hmm. pretty powerful too. Yeah. And yeah. then if you take the girl math, if you yes. take how much you spent on the van and then, you know, how many years that you live in it, exactly. and then you dollar average, like your monthly expense if you think like how much rent is these days it's true you're mm -hmm. really like it's a very affordable way to well live. absolutely and think that was exactly how we afforded our very first bus we thought okay well we're gonna go traveling this for a year so how much is rent for a year that's now our budget for the bus yep. so then we ended up coming under that and then selling the bus for more. So then we're like, oh, well, that turned out to be a great deal. <laughs> but, you know, so extra girl math, you actually come out with money in right. your pocket, which is not even girl math. That's just full on true math, yeah. <laughs> like real investment. But you will come out with money in your pocket. And then if you did it all right and, you know, quote unquote to code and everything was done well so that it can be sold again, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, exactly. And that's what I love about, like what we're all doing we're all we're doing the same thing yeah generally. totally like we're, we're living out of rigs and we're selling them and we're showing the concept and proving the concept of it working and then we're able to live our best and favorite lifestyle that we all like to live you know of travel and being on the road and the beauty of not only getting to see really amazing places but also getting to meet amazing people along the way like i don't really know another community that's so uh together and mm -hmm. separate mm -hmm. all at the mm -hmm. same time and when you come together it's like the funnest time in the world and then when you're on your way and on your own path you're all just individually enjoying it yeah. to the extent that you want to you know and you get to go do the things and activities and stuff that you want no matter what it is whether it's warm weather stuff or cold weather stuff you could figure out a place to go do it and just go mm -hmm. it's such a diverse community too yeah, really that is is still so unified in like, you can just meet people that you would have probably never spoken to in quote unquote real life. Mm -hmm. And you know, you already have like some pretty big fundamental things in common. Um, and you can bond on that. And like, that's such a powerful way to meet people to already know you have mm -hmm. common ground and it kind of breaks down a lot of walls to, to start talking to people that you otherwise wouldn't have spoken to, it makes you realize how much we truly do have in common. So it's mm. kind of a beautiful thing about, about the lifestyle too. An extra perk than just seeing pretty mountains, you know? Yeah, yeah, for You're sure. You're making pretty friends. Yeah. yeah. As an adult, pretty souls. it's really hard to make new friends. Mm -hmm. Like totally. when you're just living in a house and doing your day-to-day -day life, like you might have work friends and then you might have like gym friends, but like to have like just like life friends yes. yeah you know it's like it's hard to find new people to like connect mm. with but like you said you already have things in common like you already had this goal and this big dream and you know this love of the outdoors or you know an alternative lifestyle so it's like we have so many building blocks mm -hmm. already mm -hmm. established that you yeah. can kind of just be like okay 
Now we can get to the next level. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's already so much there. Like you'll love building. You love, you end up loving design. Even if you're not into interior design, you know, at least the design in terms of making this square inch count, you know? So like there's so much there that you can kind of riff off of and go back and forth with, but it's also just that community you can tap into to introduce yourself to new people. Mm -hmm. Like some of our best friends that we have are because of Instagram and like it's almost like the new Tinder it's like Instagram (laughs) how you make friends in adulthood you know I mean if it wasn't for Instagram we would have never met yeah it's true we would be sitting here having this conversation with you guys well that's not necessarily 100% true because the Mustang drive-in definitely well but that was true but did you meet them through Instagram yes we did potentially 100% (laughs) they followed us on YouTube and whatnot but then we also chatted with them on Instagram and then from chatting with them we were introduced to you guys and we were gonna go see a movie on the same day but that didn't happen but we still set something up to come and hang out yeah you know? it was like, perfect yeah and and we have a lovely time with you guys every time we hang out we enjoy it very much and there's always some great food and great conversation a lot of laughs and if it wasn't for a van life it wasn't mm-hmm. and if it wasn't for the even internet, though we're all living house life right now yeah we are. yeah we but are if it wasn't for life. that particular thing in common mm-hmm. right? the nomadic living van life bus mm-hmm. life whatever you want to call it if we didn't have that thing in common the chances of us meeting outside would have been much lower yeah, yeah, for sure. absolutely. Not, like, but if you live in the same community. Like we live yeah. so close together right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But still, yeah, exactly. Like the chances of no. us no. being in what, like you know, Wellington, Belleville, any of these like city parts, I guess, of this area. Yeah. At the same time. Uh, but like then the talking, place. like finding a reason and to, to say talk. hi. Even, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, is, we should just walk around Home Depot with like a badge that says, "I'm building a bus." Yeah, yeah. Yo, that would be like, you know, you be like, buy them. You, you, me, you. Oh shoot! Oh, that's like, good. Yeah. I like that idea actually. <laughs> One time I was at Home Depot and I saw these people who looked really cool picking up paint, and I was like, "Do I just?" And we were just moved here. We had no friends, and I was like. Do I just go and say, yes. hey, you're picking up paint. That means you at least paint things. <laughs> should we be friends? And yeah. I was like, I chickened out, but I regretted it ever since. I was like, I should have uh, just said hi. But. You should go on like the misconnections. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I saw this couple at <laughs> Home Depot people. in the paint section. <laughs> and I knew they were my time. <laughs> no, but like seriously though, I, I think that whenever you have a feeling like that, why not? Yeah, it's The true. worst thing that could happen is they go, they, like, look at you with some side eye. I feel like that's with yeah. anything. Yeah. It's like, oh, like, if you're walking by somebody and you like their shirt, mm-hmm. just tell them you like their shirt. Yeah, yeah. that's a sweet you know? shirt. You know? Yeah. Whatever. Like, you never know. You might brighten somebody's day or whatever. Like, yeah. it might not become, like, a, you know, a connection where you're best friends <laughs> for the rest of your lives or whatever, but... I feel like I like the story. idea of those connections or just making those interactions because... A lot of people, or what it seems like, you know, if you're ready to have the negative interaction, like, that just happens almost, like, immediately, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if somebody feels a certain way and it's negative, they, like, they just bang. They just say it. Like, it comes out. It's, like, word vomit almost. Where when it's, like, a positive thing, you don't, you kind of hold back a little for Mm -hmm. something. Like, you almost feel, like, insecure to say something nice 
But we should. We should just be yeah. like, whatever. Yeah, that's like, true. You know, like, great smile. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah, you, know? you know what that's I mean? True. Like, why not? Why don't we do that? Compliments as a group? are free, everyone. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I, I, I'll be honest. I probably compliment too many people when I'm out. <laughs> I never talk to too many strangers when I'm out. But, you know, that's just part of what I like to do. And, like, 99% of the time, it's positive reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or they just ignore you and they're like, who is this? Yeah, like, so they're like skeptic. Well, maybe they'll realize later on that I might have made their, ba- their day better. That's <laughs> true. You know, like, it's just like... You're not going to make it worse. No. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No. Probably. Yeah. Probably. 1% not chance. Probably. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, if you had any advice for people looking to get into this kind of alternative lifestyle, I mean, camper flipping or van mm-hmm. life or whatever, bus life... What would you... What if a baby? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Extra. I mean, we don't have a baby yet, so we don't have that piece, okay, I would okay. say. But I think uh, just have confidence in yourself. I feel like that's a lot of what it takes. Like, it, you don't need the skills. You can figure things out as you go along, but you just need to have that, like, you know what? I can do this. Yeah. I think my advice was very similar, but uh, slightly different in that... It's not so much that you have to know what you're doing. It's that you have to know that you can figure it out. So a big piece of that comes down into like not letting yourself get overwhelmed. And instead of seeing it as this huge problem, this huge build, this huge dream or goal that's so unattainable, break it down into small steps that feel attainable. Complete those steps one by one. and, And then you will have a bus and you will be on the road living that life that you said you couldn't because it's too hard. So I think once you decide you, once you think you want to do it, decide you want to do it. Once you've decided all that's you have to do is really just figure out what your first step is. Mm-hmm. Once you got your first step, figure out your second. You don't have to do the whole thing at once. You just have to figure out that next step and that slow forward movement will be enough. Yeah, and just to add to that, you know, the people of this community are very responsive. And I know like for me, example, I know that when people reach out and ask me a question, I'm really quick to answer and like give you some helpful tips. And I know that everybody else in the community, you guys as well, are very similar in that aspect. And, you know, just reaching out to the right people is going to help you out a lot. We all call it YouTube University for a reason. A lot of us put videos on there about things that, you know, to help you build these type of things out. But, yeah, just reach out on Instagram. You know, we're we're always open to, to help out people in the community. Can't tell you how many times... I've gotten that, like, oh, my gosh, you actually answered me back. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I'm a real person. If I said it, then I'm going to do it, you know? So it's, yeah. And you like to help out because when we all started, we needed someone to help us out. So it's that you want to pay it forward, right? But I think another thing, too, to recognize is when we first built our bus and when you first built your van, like, there wasn't that much content out there. No. And now, like, Mm -hmm. there is so much content out Mm -hmm. there. There's such good resources. Like, Mm -hmm. you can really tap into knowledge that exists. You don't have to Mm -hmm. reinvent the wheel every time. Mm -hmm. Like, see what is out there once you're trying. And that's, that is kind of the first step is, is figuring out, okay, well, what do I need to do? And then just type that thing into YouTube and you will have 10 videos telling you different techniques on how to do it. And you can figure out from those what you would like to do and how you would like to move forward. And definitely always watch more than one video. Yes. Because 
sometimes that person who made that video didn't know what they were talking about. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and even though they seem like they do, that yeah. is the con yeah. of YouTube University. Yeah. You don't well, know who you your professor is. You don't see them like two months later when that thing broke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? One, so. one thing we did notice when we were on the road was when we were doing the van tours is we would do a van tour and then after we would say, well, but... Well, no, we would, like, hang out with them for a yeah. couple of days because, you know, we'd be, like, friendly and we're caravanning or whatever. And then you would slowly unearth that, like, oh, that, that thing doesn't actually broken. work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's giving them trouble. Or they like, can't actually fit into this area. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just, like, really weird random things. And when you do the tour with them, it's like... Everything's perfect. Everything's, everything's perfect. clean. Oh, and everything's wonderful. And we're yeah. like, but tell us the things that aren't because yeah. that's really what people need to know. Yeah. yeah you know, so sure. we, we, you know, got, we got to figure out a lot of those things by, you know, doing these tours with people. And then we realized, you know what? We're just going to show every side of it. Yeah. So yeah. that's, you know, that's what we want to do. And that's what I feel like uh, helps unearth and help mm. people out in the future. So that way they don't make the same mistakes that we made. And there's or a, think that if they're having problems, that they're the only ones having problems. Yeah, yeah because exactly. I think there's there's so much of that pressure that you're like, well, if I can't do it perfectly, then I shouldn't do it at all. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like, actually, you could do it extremely flawed and still be better than like paid people you could have paid yeah. to do this. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Like, and you've I, skill. I almost challenge like whoever is listening to just look around their house that they probably didn't build themselves. If you did, good for you. But look around the house that and just see like are there paint drips from the walls you didn't paint like that you've never noticed is the drywall actually dinged is that door frame actually crooked like if you did it yourself it would have driven you nuts you would be like i did it so bad it's so wrong it's not perfect but once you actually look around you start realizing these buildings you've lived in you've never noticed their imperfections and the reason why you didn't notice it is because you didn't build it so why do we have to be so much more critical when we do it ourselves like you got to give yourself as much grace as you do these random contractors and architects and whatever out there that because you go into public spaces all the time and you don't notice the amount of imperfections that they have because you're like this was a professionally done well you can be a professional just pay yourself you're fine yeah <laughs> I, lo- I love that perspective because i never really thought about it like that and you're so freaking right like it really is something like if you walk around houses you can see so many different mm-hmm. so many flaws yeah, thought- and you never notice them for a second when second. it's not mm-hmm. you who did it yeah. mm-hmm. but as soon as you do it you're like oh I'm embarrassed like yeah. this yeah. is shit yeah. like no you one shame yeah shame. no one's gonna even like it like oh I can't even look at this thing and so that was a learned skill that I think almost more, most important skill that we learned over all of the rigs that we built was just to be okay with it not being perfect because in the end it actually doesn't really matter yeah. like you still have the bus. Don't let that stop you from getting the life that you want to have. Mm-hmm. And like six months later, when you're staring at that mountain and enjoying the view, and like exactly. you realize you've been living your dream, you're not going to be worried about your carpentry. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. you're not going to be worried that the caulking wasn't even in this one spot. Right. You know what I mean, like yeah, you're gonna be like, damn, this is perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, thank you guys so much for doing this with us. We really appreciate you. I'm ready for coffee and cake. Yeah. So we're yes. yeah. that. If you guys want to check out Camp Lovesick, we're going to have all their links down below. So go follow them on Instagram. Their Instagram stories are amazing. So many good transitions. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm working really hard. <laughs> but yeah, go check them out. We'll have their links down below. And really excited to potentially travel with you guys with the yeah. baby. Oh my gosh, our babies are going to be best friends. Oh, I love that. That's I awesome. love this. <laughs> <laughs> At least three months older, though, so 
she's gonna get, like show the ropes. Yes. 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 Yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys. We hope that you all have an FNA day. Hey, everybody knows it's true. Band life, YouTube channel, what they do. Everybody's got to get money. Everybody's about to get money. Make sure you subscribe to their YouTube channel, FNA Van Life. All that.